The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Good morning, everybody. It's Tom Sone, and today we are talking about probably the best topic that you can discuss, whether you're in property, business, or just about money. Today, I'm going to go through three one, two, three, profit optimizing techniques that you can use in property, investing, in business, and in your own personal finances too. And at the end of this, I'm going to give you a bonus tip, which will bring it all together to grow your wealth. Now, I see wealth as different to cash or profit or revenue or income or anything like that. I see wealth as the overall goal because it's a combination of your cash, your assets, your investments, your passive income, your active income, your recurring income, all of those things I see as wealth. And then you add into that your personal goals, your personal life, your personal quality, etc. So these three techniques, they're very extremely effective, but they're not obvious. You wouldn't directly think of these as profit-making tips. So first, I'm going to go through those techniques with you to optimize the profit. Then I'm going to talk through how to get the most out of those techniques. And then I'll show you how to bring it all together. And like I say, we'll finish with this bonus tip about maximizing the wealth. And that's the key term. And remember, before I get into the profit side of things, remember that you have a duty as a landlord, as a property investor, as a business owner, as a husband, as a father, as a human being, to make profit. I know it sounds silly, and in this country, we're kind of frowned upon if we make profit, but you do, you do have a duty to make profit. Property, business, life, personal, whatever. So technique number one, this is the simple one to start with, have a money day set yourself a very definite money day that happens every single month. Yep, that sounds like an obvious one, but this will come together at the end in a moment. The second tip is a bit more technical, but definitely have a, a set money day in your calendar. Now, once you put that diary entry or that, that money day into your calendar, set an alert that alerts you one day before money day, and then one hour before you want to start your money day activities, which I will go through. So for me personally, I have a money day on the first of every month. Seems like the obvious one. It's when my businesses have accumulated all the income for the month and all the expenditures have gone out. It gives me an opportunity to look at my management information and make sure that all the uh, I guess the forecast is correct for the for the month coming. But the same with properties. All the rent has been received, all the expenditures have gone out, my mortgage payments, my insurances, 
any maintenance costs, management costs, and so on. It's all gone out. So I can see a full snapshot on the first of the month. And also, I've got to the point with my money day where I look forward to it. So I'd probably say to you, set yourself the money day and then look forward to it. Money day is, is brilliant. I love it. Um, look, it might take you a bit of time once you start with money day. It might take you a bit of time to get to that point where you start really enjoying it. But I promise you just a few money day occasions, stick to it, and it's really good. And I use money day for business, personal, and uh, and also properties as well. And I'll go through that with you. But try and just have one spreadsheet. Now, if you know me, I'm a bit of a spreadsheet geek, and my spreadsheets are monstrous. They're huge. So I love a spreadsheet, and, and sometimes I overcomplicate them. So try not to overcomplicate it. Just have one spreadsheet that calculates your uh, well, you have one spreadsheet that's separated into a couple of areas, right? Reconcile, forecast, and plan. Reconcile, forecast, and plan. And this should be the same in your business, in your properties, and in your personal life. You reconcile, you forecast, and you plan. So first of all, reconcile basically means analyzing what's happened and I guess recording everything that's happened. So that's reconciling. And then forecasting is kind of setting your goal. Where do you want to be at the end of this period or the end of this month? And then your plan is what do you need to do to get there? Simple, those three things, reconcile, forecast, and plan. Now within your uh, reconciliation, you need to include revenue or income, expenditure, and then your pre-tax profit and your net profit. And lastly, just record your cash. That's important as well. Same with forecasting and planning. You're doing the same things, revenue or income, expenditure, pre-tax and net profit, and then cash. And then you do the same thing for forecasting, same thing for planning. Then you set, and this is part of the planning component of that, then you set your money day tasks. And these are the good ones. So don't overdo it. You don't need to go mad. Well, you can if you want, but you don't need to go crazy on your money day tasks. But what you need to do, now you've uh, reconciled the month gone, you've planned the month ahead, now you just list your tasks that you need to carry out in order to achieve that forecast, simple. And there might also be some admin tasks. There might be some accounting you've got to do. Maybe your personal tax returns. Maybe you've got to renew your mortgage. You've got to review your insurances. You've got to try and haggle your letting agent a bit for better management. So on and so on. Maybe you're going to make an improvement to your property. Maybe you're going to invest a bit more in, in something else in your business, whatever. But you set those tasks there. And then your idea is each month, as you're going through all of those things, income, expenditure, pre-tax, net profit, and cash, it enables you to see where you can reduce expenditure and where you can increase revenue, right? Simple as that. But don't forget your tax. That's a, that's a golden rule. Don't forget your tax. And then once you've got that point, you can then forecast where you're going to invest and compound. Compounding is awesome. <laughs> I didn't really get it at first. Well, I, I knew what it was, but I didn't really get it until I started compounding. And now my compounding of my cash and my income 
is and my profit is enabling me to invest, 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 invest. And it just grows and grows and grows and grows like this. Some would call that the snowball effect. However you want to call it, it's compounding. And the last thing I just want to say about Money Day is enjoy it. It's actually, it gets to the point now where you start to look, and it's a bit of a challenge now to see, right, how can I reduce my expenditure? How can I increase my revenue? How can I improve my profits? How can I improve my life? Look, let's remember that profit isn't just about money. Profit is about profiting from money. It's profiting your time. It's profiting your stress levels. Your mental health has to profit as well. Your family life, your social life, your personal life. Your activities and interests and hobbies, all of those things have to profit as well. It's not just about money. There's no point in making loads of profit in cash when you're sacrificing profit of your time and profit of your family and profit of your mental health and your stress and anxiety goes up because you're wasting all of your time trying to make an extra 10 quid profit. Right. Balance it all out. That's, I guess, what I'm saying. So that's money day. So definitely set yourself the money day. I'll do a quick recap in a second. The next thing I want you to do is open a separate account or separate accounts. I'm going to tell you what accounts to open. Open yourself or have yourself. You might already have these accounts in place, but use them properly. Open a general account. And that is your standard transactional account or a current account, which receives your income, rent, uh, business revenue, personal wages, all of that stuff, right? But you need to keep them separate. You need one for property, one for business, one for personal. But what I'm trying to say is have a general account. So let's take property. And remember, they're all the same. Your property account should have your current account, which receives rent, pays out mortgage, pays out insurance, does all those wonderful things. You need a profit account, which means that the, on the first of the month, on your money day, you can then transfer your profit into your profit account. So whatever's left at the end of that month, transfer it into your profit account. And I'll come back to that in a second. And then lastly, you need a tax account. Everybody forgets their tax. And then they're hit with this bill. And I remember it from when I first started business. I didn't know about VAT or corporation tax or all those things. I just saw money coming in. And at the end of the month, I had all this money left. And then three months later, I get hit with a big tax bill. And I think, ah, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pay for it? You learn very quickly that you need a tax account. So what you do on your money day, you separate your tax, you separate your profit, and then everything is very, very clear. Now, here's a quick tip. Open yourself an ISA. If you haven't got one already, open an ISA. An ISA is effectively a tax-free savings account. And that means you can put your profit straight into an ISA. It means it grows while it's in there tax-free. Simple as that. It's the same with your tax account. So your tax account could be a savings account. It could be something where your money goes into that account. It grows, even if it's just a tiny bit. It grows until you pay your tax. Simple as that. Now, corporation tax, for an example, is paid annually. So if you've got a, um, a property business or your company, you have a limited company that owns your properties, then you can use that in that exact way where your corporation tax is paid at the end of the year. And during that year, you make a little bit of extra interest. Nice. And then, you know, all we're doing is growing every single pound that we get. Another thing 
to consider is that you could look at a share trading account. So basically what I'm saying is all the profit that's left at the end of the month, just accumulate it into some form of account that is going to continue growing your money. Now, me personally, I invest in shares. I trade shares. Quick warning, don't go for things like contracts for difference or spread betting. I'm not going to go into what those are now, but if you want to get into share trading or um, share investing, all that sort of stuff, then I would be cautious about spread betting or contracts for difference, just uh, putting that out there. That's what I do. Every single pound that I get as profit goes straight into another investment. And then when that grows to a certain level, that goes straight into property. And what I'm doing is I'm trying to get to that point where it's compounding so fast, it's kind of buying property for me. The profit that I make from my investments goes into property. I prefer property as an investment. Anyway, the next thing is treat your properties in the same way that you treat your business, if you are a business owner, and treat your property in the same way that you treat your personal finances. But keep them separate. That's golden. Keep your business, whether that's a property business or another business, keep it separate from your personal uh, finances and accounts. That is absolutely key. And my accountant, if you remember, I did that interview with my accountant. And the first point he said was separate, definitely. And do you know what that does? It gives you clarity, doesn't it? And I think that's the most important thing. We all get a bit stressed and irritable when we're uncertain of things, when there's lack of clarity, when we don't fully know what's going on. So, so make sure that you keep both business and personal separate, but keep both of them healthy. Keep both of them committed to money day. Like I said earlier on, you can call it what you want. I call it money day. It's in my diary as money day. And it just means that on that day, it's all about reconciling, forecasting and planning my money. Simple as that. So tip number three, and I love this tip. I have so much fun doing this. Get your family involved. Really. Look, there are so many people, and, and by all means, let me know, there are so many people that don't include their family in financial discussions, financial planning, financial forecasting, all of those things. Now, I teach my kids, well, my eldest kid, I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and my, my youngest probably wouldn't get it yet, but my, my eldest, I've been teaching him about money and investing and finance for a long time now. But it's a good lesson for the kids because you can go through your statement. Let's take property again, for an example. You can go through your statement of your property account and you can show your, your children, here's what we received. This is income. And then you can say, and in order to get that income, this is what we had to pay out. Here's my mortgage payment. Now, you're not expecting your kid to understand technical finance or mortgages or insurances or even property, renting, tenants, all of that. But what you're doing is you're continuing the language and you're, you're showing them how to reconcile transactions, how to forecast and how to plan for your goals. You're teaching them about goal setting. You're teaching them about project management. But most importantly, I think you're teaching them how to be smart with money. And whilst they might not 100% understand money yet, 
It's the language that's important. You get them comfortable with money. You get them comfortable with talking about it, looking at it, planning it, analyzing it. And I think that's vital. I'm sorry if you don't have children. I think this is a really good lesson. Um, and it helps them think of money differently, doesn't it? We all think of money quite emotionally. And we all think of it as, I need money. I need more money. I need to make more money. I need to get more money. I need to get paid more. I need pay rises. I need more profits. It's kind of a desperation thing. Whereas I kind of see money a bit differently now. But that fear leads to overcaution. And that overcaution leads to no growth. And you don't want that for your child, right? I would, I would imagine that if you're a parent watching this, if I said to you, do you want your child to feel the same way as you about money? Or would you like them to be confident with money, comfortable with money, understand money? You'd probably say, yes, you'd want that, right? You'd want them to be those things. So this is hopefully going to go towards that. There's loads of stuff that I do with my kids. I'm sure there's loads of stuff you do with your kids. This is maybe another way to do it. But I just do it with them. And I make I make fun of it and I we play around with it. And I have my eldest son now. He adds up, right, what's, what's 100 plus 100? And it's 200. And what's 200 plus 200? And so on. He does all those things. Anyway, very geeky. Um, so uh, look, just remember that no growth of your money actually loses you money. Because £10,000 in your bank today is always going to be that same number of £10,000 but then inflation goes up and it reduces the value, meaning the cost of living goes up, but you've still got that 10,000. So actually you have a duty to your family, to yourself, to your business, to your tenants, to, your, to everything to make profit so you can grow your money. So look, those are three quick tips, right? Like I said, they're not definite, obvious, profit generating things, but what I'm trying to do is, is help you to profit from your properties, profit from your business, but also optimize that profit. That's the key word, optimize. So have a money day, open separate accounts. Remember I talked about a general account, a profit account and a tax account and get your family involved. Use it as education, but also treat it as something good for your family. Now, if you combine all of that, then you optimize your profit because what you start doing is focusing on the right thing at the right time, and all of your energy goes into the right place on money day. It saves you a ton of time as well. Rather than trying to just pull out a quick task here, quick task there, and doing it spontaneously throughout the month, you know, your rent comes in and you look at your account and you go, right, oh God, I've got, I haven't got enough money in there, or maybe, oh, I need to do something with this profit I've got. Um, it focuses your mind for that period of time on money day. And, you know, money day doesn't need to take up a load of time. If you've just got one property, money day is going to take you half an hour. If you've got a load of properties and you've got businesses and you've got personal finances, you need to do it all. Money day might take you a few hours. But rather to spend three hours or four hours even on a focused task of optimizing your profits, better to do that than just ad hoc throughout as and when you can, right? I think you'd all agree with that. Um, it took me a while to get into that habit as well. I find it very difficult to get into that sort of habit. But once I started looking forward to money day, it enabled me to put that to the side and focus on other things throughout the rest of the month. It was a really good move for me. So I think it probably will be for you as well. 
But it also, look, it saves you time, yes, but it also reduces that stress and that anxiety of money and around money. It creates a bit of a team within your family, right? If you've got your your husband or wife and your children involved in it, then it kind of creates that little team environment, pulls you all together, teaches your children, gives them a valuable education that they wouldn't really learn in school. And most importantly, it gives you absolute clarity on your money. So definitely enjoy that money day. Get to that point where you enjoy it. Make something of it so that you can enjoy it and be proud of your profits as well. Like I say, in this country, it seems to be frowned upon that we make profit, but we have to make profit. Got to make. If you're a landlord and you don't make profit, you're putting your tenant in danger. Let's just say you don't make profit, right? And your boiler blows up, but you haven't got enough money to replace it. Well, you've got to. Tough luck. If you're, I don't know, let's say you need a complete rewire and it's an emergency or you get sprung a massive leak and you've got to pay for it. Well, if you're not making profit, you're not able to give your tenant, who is your paying customer, by the way, you're not able to give your tenant the right level of security in order to live well and be well and be safe. And then that turns into so much more. You've got housing, health and safety rating system coming in, HHSRS. You've got all these pieces of legislation now that if you don't make profit to be able to maintain that, that tenancy and that property and that investment properly, then you're going to get fined. And if you're not making profit and you get fined by the council, what do you do? You have to sell your place and then you haven't got an investment. And I don't want to put the, the, the fear into you there. What I'm basically saying is you've got to make profit. Profit is good. It helps you reinvest. It helps you provide security to your tenants. It helps you if you're a business owner. Profit helps you provide security to your staff, to your customers. Imagine if you are a business that doesn't make profit and your customers rely on you for services or for products or whatever it may be, but you're not making profit. And then something happens, lockdown or something like that happens. Then how are you going to be able to service your clients and look after your customers and look after your staff? It's just impossible. So you have a duty to make profit. But most importantly for me, I'm a family man, right? So most importantly for me, I have a duty to my family to make profit so that I can provide for them and I can support them and I can never have them going without. Anyway, got into a different subject there. Shock. Um, anyway, right, 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 right. So what I'm basically saying is enjoy your money day. Use that money day. Set your forecast or your goal for the next money day. So on money day number one, you say, right, I've just I've received a thousand pounds a month in I've received a thousand pounds in rent. I've paid out 500 quid. Brilliant. I've got 500 pounds profit. Awesome. What do I want for the next money day? Now, it might be that you can't reduce expenditure or increase revenue. That's OK. But it might be that you can say, right. I'm going to change this insurance policy. I'm going to improve my mortgage. I'm going to increase my rent. Whatever it may be, you can plan that and, or set that as a goal before the next money day. And that leads to your planning where you write out your tasks in order to do that. Might be simple. Renew mortgage, review insurance, increase rent, whatever it is. Great. So set that task. Set, have your money day, reconcile, forecast or set goals and plan how you're going to get to that goal. I'm just going to, I promised you at the beginning of this, I've got a little bonus 
one here. And I'm just going to um, say before I go through that bonus tip that I've got some um, discovery call spaces next week, by the way. I don't often have many spaces because I get quite a few people messaging me um, through my podcast, through my Facebook, through my YouTube. Um, so I get booked up quite a lot. But I've got a couple of spaces next week because I took a bit of a break on social media for a, a little while. So you can use that discovery call or it's a one-to-one -one call if you want. It's for anybody who wants to get into property investing. I will provide you with advice, strategy, um, forecast, plans, all of that sort of stuff if you want to get into property investing. Or if you're looking for off-market property investment deals, then I will connect you with sourcing agents or estate agents, or I will supply you with a below-market value, off-market property investment deal. But I have to have a chat with you first. Uh, I don't work with everybody, so... Um, just email me, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk, or message me through Facebook or comment below, and I'll help you. And by the way, hit like for me, would you? Because that really helps my social media reach. And I do all this for free. I don't charge a penny for any of this. So it just helps me get out there. So if you wouldn't mind just hitting a like, that'd be awesome. Or subscribe, that'd be awesome. Just helps me out. Um, don't, don't help me if you don't find this content valuable, but if you do find it a little bit value, valuable, just give us a hand and put me out there as much as you can. And also, by the way, discovery calls for landlords. If you just need advice, support, if you're in a situation or you want uh, rent values or um, ideas on how you can improve your income and expenditure and so on, and you're a landlord like that, then give us a shout. Right, I promised you a bonus. I'm gonna start with the phrase. And that phrase is, start with the end in mind. Now, that's a very common phrase. You've probably heard it before, but I'm going to put it into a perspective of how you can use that in this example, where we're talking about optimizing profits, um, maximizing profits, and so on. And remember, profit isn't just about cash. Profit is money, it's mindset, it's mental health, it's family, it's friends, it's time, it's energy. It's all of those things combined. So hopefully we'll go for that same goal. So anyway, start with the end in mind. So what that means is set your goal. Now, if you say to me, Tom, I want to have £5,000 a month in profit coming into me from properties uh, in 10 years, right? So I've got a 10-year plan and I want to have five grand a month coming in every single month. Right, that's your goal. That's the end. So now we're going to start with that. So that five grand a month, how does that work? So you've got here, you're going to set your goal. Then you're going to set your time frame. So your goal is to get £10,000 per month from property. Then we're going to set the time frame, which is 10 years, right? And then we're going to break it down. And the way I do that is to break that down annually and then monthly. It's crazy. I mean, I've got this thing. I made this little thing myself called the day by day weekly year plan, day by day monthly year planner, which is a bit of a geeky way of saying that I set the overall task as an annual task. And then I set that into monthly subtasks. And then I set each monthly subtask into four sub subtasks. And then each one of those four sub subtasks, I set them into daily tasks. 
So it's a bit complex, but I do tend to go a bit overboard with those things. But then I can see every single day what I need to do to get one step closer, one step closer, one step closer to my overall project goal. So break your goal down into an annual and then a monthly goal. So for an example, if you've set that you want to achieve £5,000 a month in, um, in income, in a 10 year period. Now we break that down. What do you need to do every year in order to get closer to that? And then what do you need to do every month to get you closer to your annual target, right? And you track all of that on Money Day. And that's kind of why we're putting this Money Day in here. And I really believe in Money Day. You absolutely have to have a Money Day. Set that Money Day aside. And then where are you this month against your annual target? And then where is your annual target against your goal? And then stick to it. Stick to your money day. Stick to your plan. If your plan is a £5,000 a month income from property in 10 years time, then stick to that. Don't change. Don't rush off and try and make five grand a month profits every month this year. Stick to your plan. And remember, your profit is not yours yet. If you are on a 10-year plan, then your profit is not yours for 10 years. You've already got a job, so you keep that income coming in. Or you've already got other income, so keep that happening. Keep that going. You set yourself a 10-year plan, and then after 10 years, that's when the profit's yours. Because during that 10 years, you're going to use that profit to compound, to grow. Compounding is your friend. Right. So those are the tips. Now, I just want to finish up by saying that I'm going to run a property growth webinar that is going to include profiting. Some of the things that we've just said here, but more technical stuff. So we're going to look at the profit. We're going to look at income and expenditure. We're going to look at growth and compounding and basically how to take your um, your property business, your property wealth, your property profits from where they are now to where you want them to be. Now, I only really specialize in buy and keep. So that would be flip to lets or buy, refurbish, refinance, however you want to call it. I call it flip to lets because um, it's not always about one set way of doing that. There are a few ways to profit from property. You could buy it, refurbish it, refinance it. You could buy it as a buy to let and then refinance in two years. You could add certain things to that property. You can add rooms, you can have extensions, you could change the strategy. It could be a buyer property, turn it into a HMO. You could buy a property, turn it into a holiday let, whatever it may be. There are different ways. So I just call it a flip to let. <laughs> Basically, you're going to flip it somehow, whatever you're going to do to it, and then you're going to keep it. That's basically why I call it that. But I'm going to run that webinar. So if you want to be included in that, just drop me an email, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk or you can comment and I'll contact you or you can message me through Facebook or LinkedIn or however you contact me, just contact me and just say that you are interested in the property growth webinar. So I hope all that helps. I'm bang on time. Look, half an hour. That's what I was aiming for. I hope this kind of gives you some sort of um, help, value, whatever it is. Don't forget, subscribe, like comment, do all of those things. Tag anybody that you think might be interested in this too. I have enjoyed this one. Profit is your friend and you have a duty to make it. I'll speak to you all later. Bye. 
Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message, I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast. And remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat, and grow.